You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On MLB. Walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, of course, covers everything you need to know about Major League Baseball every day, Monday through Friday, for you, the Locked On MLB listeners. Of course, he's been covering some hot teams like the Tampa Bay Rays and Milwaukee Brewers, but local experts like myself have always been on the podcast with him. So make sure you check out the Locked On MLB podcast on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts and enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. I am, of course, your host, who does the most, Ethan Smith, and I hope you're all having a wonderful Tuesday, June 8th, as the Pirates had an off day yesterday. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Of course, with Gary Morgan Mondays, uh, we have a great time with Gary every Monday talking about everything, including the spin rate dilemma right now, so make sure you go check that out from yesterday, but today... We're going to talk about a plethora of things. Of course, Colin Moran and Key Brian Hayes have returned, but where does Philip Evans fit into the mold? Probably the outfield. We're also going to talk about players of the week and position player of the week. So pitcher and position player of the week, something I want to start doing up in between some of these series and stuff like that for you guys because I think it would be really fun. And also, right now, we're going to preview a pretty – Fun series, I think, that we're going to have here in Pirateville as the Los Angeles Dodgers, the 2020 World Series champion winning Los Angeles Dodgers, come to Pittsburgh. So, getting right into that, uh, this should be a very interesting series for this Pittsburgh Pirates team, of course. If you want to use it as a measuring stick, go for it, but you're also not playing a fully healthy Dodgers team uh, tonight. It looks like we're going to have Walker Bueller, who has not lost a game yet and has looked absolutely phenomenal in a phenomenal pitching staff for the Los Angeles Dodgers at 4-0 with a 2.82 ERA. And one thing that he does well in an entire Dodgers team and pitching staff does well is strikeouts. I mean, strikeouts, I mean, that, that I believe the Dodgers rank first in Major League Baseball in that category. Of course, Trevor Bauer, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, um, Julio Urias, all big guys on that. Um, also, a big thing for the uh, Dodgers in this game, I believe Max Muncy will be returning after a shortened stint um, being away uh, on the bench as he currently leads the Dodgers with 13 home runs and 30 RBIs up there. Pirates, by the way, go into this matchup in their last 10 games with a better record than the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers right now 4-6 and six in their last 10, and we talk about how the Pirates can be competitive in this three-game set Attack the Dodgers' offense early. I mentioned earlier, of course, the Dodgers are not at full strength at the moment. And a big part of that, of course, is the losses of Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager to their respective injuries. Uh, Seager has been out for a good minute. I think he's still going to be out for a couple more weeks. Cody Bellinger as well going to be out for an extended period of time. But one thing and one reason why the Dodgers are even still at the record they're at right now at 34-25 and is because they just have such a deep team. But right now, a lot of those players that they expected to really 
help as role players like a Gavin Lux, like a Will Smith, like a uh, Zach McKinstry have not exactly been hitting the baseball well. And right now, the Dodgers have a 238 batting average, which ranks 12th in baseball. But that's also including Seager and Bellinger. Um, and in their last 10, they're only hitting 208. So they're not really hitting the baseball too well. So if I'm JT Brubaker, who gets on the mound tonight, and then we'll look at the other matchups here as well. If I'm any of the pitchers that are pitching in this game for the Pittsburgh Pirates, just go right at the Dodgers because another thing they do very well is get on base via walks. And the Pirates do a very good job at this as well, but no one in baseball does it better than the Los Angeles Dodgers who right now have 260 bases on balls this year. That's insane. Like, that's actually insane how many they have. I believe they have the lead in that category by about 20 walks. So one thing the Pirates need to not do is get into the issue of letting guys get on base via the walk when the Dodgers, as of right now, are just not that good of a hitting team. In some retrospects, they're a better version of what the Pirates have been for a lot this year. They're pitching the baseball phenomenally well, and again... The players that you're going to see and the pitchers you're going to see in this series are Walker Bueller, Tony Gonzalez, and Julio Urias due to some injuries to some other guys. And then the or Pirates, for example, will have Brubaker, Anderson, Keller. This series, I would expect it to be very low scoring. Um, but another big thing for the Pirates here, uh, we saw Key Brian Hayes come back and create kind of a three-headed monster at the top of the order with Adam Frazier, Brian Reynolds, and um, Key Brian Hayes. But the thing is, you have to get something from the rest of the team. And also, Walker Bueller, for example, as we preview tonight's game, you have to find a way to be patient at the plate against him. And that's one thing that Brian Reynolds does really well. Um, Dayan Kovakovich talks about it all the time, how he's always looking to walk. Tonight would be the night to do that. Walker Bueller has not given up more than two runs on the road all year for the, or for the Dodgers. Spells trouble for the Pirates if they are, uh, aren't patient at the plate. And the Dodgers also, as I mentioned earlier, are a very good team in strikeouts in terms of pitching. They rank third in baseball in that category. And the Pirates also have lost 10 straight to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The last time the Dodgers lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates was June 6, 2018. That was a pretty fun game, by the way, if you go back and look at it on almost this day. I mean... June 6, 2018, only two two years and two days. So a very fun one for the Pirates in that one. It was a 5-1 victory. Was it an 11-9 victory? Yes, it was an 11-9 victory if we go back here and look at this one on June 6, 2018. Of course, 11-9. I do not see that happening today. But Steven Brault was the winning pitcher in that one with Felipe Vasquez, the basically the Voldemort of the Pirates' uh, entire existence did good there, and obviously both of these teams look very different, but if you do look at some players that did play in that game, which the Pirates won almost two years ago, that are still on this Dodgers team, they include guys like a Max Muncy, who was two for four, Cody Bellinger was one for three, um, Austin Barnes was one for three, uh, Justin Turner, uh, no hits in that game as well, and I mean, the Pirates, for example... None of the players really on that team are still left with this team. Uh, Colin Moran in that game was 0 for 3. But uh, you got a good pitching game from Steven Brault, and Richard Rodriguez also had a pretty good game in that one as well to just kind of give you some history 
as the last time the Pirates won against the Dodgers. And then, I mean, I guess, again, like the final thing I would say about it is the Dodgers are just not hitting the baseball well. I've mentioned that a lot. But you still have to make sure you you pitch carefully against guys like Mookie Betts and Max Muncy and guys that are available in the lineup because this lineup still has good hitters in it. They're just not getting a lot of help from their role players. If JT Brubaker, Anderson, and Keller and the uh, bullpen can find a way to just, you know, mitigate the runs, maybe limit them to about two or three runs, the Pirates can be in all of these games. And that's what they've been doing. I mean, you look at the Marlins series, that's what they were doing. The Marlins weren't exactly, or the Pirates weren't exactly like crushing the baseball, but they weren't giving up too many runs either. And that's a recipe for success, even against one of the better teams in baseball that will be playing for a World Series in October. Today's episode, by the way, is of course brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has been helping everyone fix their credit for a very long time, by the way. I believe almost 20 or 30 years. And, you know, Credit Karma is a very solid way of building your credit. Um, Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot with instant Karma cash. Credit Karma Money, of course, is a brand new checking account where you can win cash uh, reimbursements for making purchases. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma and sign up today at creditkarma.com slash winmoney. No purchase necessary, exclusions, and terms apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com, of course, has all the parts your car will ever need. You can do all the shopping yourself instead of watching someone from behind the counter do it for you. And even better, they have... Almost all the parts that even older cars, if you have an older car, you can find the parts for that car. And warehouses now usually don't have stuff for those older cars. You have to wait for them to be delivered. But why not do it on your phone, on your computer, on your tablet? You can do anything with rockauto.com on any of your devices to find all the parts your car will ever need. And when you go to the feedback section at rockauto.com, let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. All right, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on Pirates, of course, on today's episode on Tuesday, June 8th. And, you know, we haven't seen the entire opening day roster really come back to fruition since the Key Brian Hayes injury, the Colin Moran injury, and now there's one piece remaining from that puzzle, and it's Philip Evans. Uh, according to uh, Rotowire staff and CBS, uh, Philip Evans could be back from the IL this week. Uh, according to GM Ben Sherrington, the reason... Uh, he stayed on his rehab assignment longer than Colin Moran, who was reinstated Sunday, was largely in part because the Pirates wanted to see how he looked at multiple positions. Of course, Evans being one of the main utility guys on the team, that doesn't surprise me. But the biggest question going into what happens here with Philip Evans is where does he fit into the team? Obviously, when Key Brian Hayes was hurt and Evans was healthy, he was playing third base. That was like a good fit for him. Is a honestly a perfect fit for him. He was playing very well defensively. He was hitting the baseball well. But honestly, you look at the Pirates' weaknesses, there, there's a good amount of weaknesses with this team. I don't think anybody would disagree with that at all. But when you have an outfield right now that is still struggling, even though Brian Reynolds has pretty much cemented his spot back in center field now, Kai Tom and Ben Gamble are a question mark. Dustin Fowler and Anthony Alford were question marks. And if Evans can come back, um, we'll see how it works for him. But I would think his best spot is in left field. Purely out of the fact, one, that if you do that, you probably option one of the two in Kai Tom or Ben Gamble, which is not 
anything detrimental to the team. Um, and they both have struggled, obviously. We've seen their struggles. We've seen their ups and their downs. It's kind of how it is. A lot of what the outfield has been pretty much like a Ferris wheel of who can we throw out there and see what they do. But now with Evans returning eventually, potentially this week, maybe even potentially tonight, putting him in left field I think is the best option just because the Pirates have already basically stated they're not going to get away from the Gregory Polanco thing. This might be Gregory Polanco's last year. It probably is. But they're not going to bench a guy who's making $11 million a year. That's basically what the Pirates have told me and told the fans and told you, the listeners, throughout this entire year. He hasn't been hitting the baseball well whatsoever. He's seen a noticeable decline. I think a lot of that is just a confidence thing. A lot of that is just his swing. A lot of it, it's, it's a bunch of different factors that I can get into probably in a whole nother segment on a whole nother episode. But then... You have to keep Brian Reynolds in the lineup, obviously. But then going from outside of the outfield now, back into the infield, Hayes is going to be your third baseman as long as he's healthy. But it also allows you to have a guy like a Tom or a Gamble, whoever they choose to keep, as a bench guy on the outfield. So if Hayes needs a day off, you could throw Eric Gonzalez or Phillip Evans somewhere in that infield mold and then throw that outfielder out there for a day rather than having them be like an everyday starter. I'm sure you guys are catching my drift here because then you have a guy like Kevin Newman who has been sensational defensively and I do think his bat is going to come around at some point. You don't hit that well in spring training and never have it come back around for you. Of course, Adam Frazier, while he's here, is going to be the everyday second baseman, perennial all-star. I see no reason why he shouldn't be an all-star. I mean, he's leading the entire majors in hits. He's well above most second baseman in the National League in terms of batting average, OPS, and all the important stats they like to look into for the All-Star game. And then, of course, Colin Moran will play first. So there's some guys that I, like, of course, that I didn't mention here. Now, obviously, Jacob Stallings will be catching, and Michael Perez will probably be there as well. But one name I also want to mention while we're talking about guys coming back and formulating kind of like the lineup that we'll see from the Pirates for the rest of the year, Christian Bethencourt is actually a very interesting um He's a very interesting catcher for the Pirates to possibly have. Uh, Michael Perez hasn't hit the ball well whatsoever. I believe he's hitting 165 off the bench right now for the Pirates. He's had his moments. He had that stretch, I believe, in the Atlanta series and the Colorado series where he was um, he ha- or the Cubs series where he had an RBI in four straight games. Great, but you got to be able to do that as a backup catcher every time you go in there. He can't hit below the Mendoza line. So, of course, with Evans returning, let's say he does go in left field, Eric Gonzalez will likely slide to the bench as another utility guy. Wilmer Defoe can be that pinch hitter that they've used all year. He's been a fabulous pinch hitter for the most part, and he's played pretty well also when he does play. Kevin Newman and Adam Frazier will, of course, do their thing. Uh, We've already seen Will Craig be optioned. Uh, Where he goes will be very interesting to see. He was a very good defensive player outside of that one play that he had against the Cubs. I mean, there were some plays he was making where I was shocked because apparently defense was one of the things that he struggles with, but he didn't seem to struggle too much outside of that one bonehead play he had against Chicago. And then, I mean, you still have a lot of other options on the bench as well. Um, As Gary said yesterday, too, with AAA, it's just kind of like a you're not good enough to be on the Major League roster, and if you're not good enough to be on the Pirates, you're just going to stay in AAA. But I I think Evan's best fit is in left field, maybe right field in some retrospects. Of course, for me, I'm already done with the Gregory Polanco experiment. I just don't think he's ever going to ever turn it around to where they keep him. 
even on limited money, like even if it's like $750,000, I don't even think they would really do it. Just because he hasn't exactly shown the pop that he had back whenever he was a touted prospect. He's not hitting home runs. He's not hitting the baseball, period. So I'd rather see a mix of Philip Evans, Brian Reynolds, and Kai Tom or Ben Gamble or another pickup rather than seeing Polanco out there. But the most logical thing I think you can expect from Derek Shelton here is to put Philip Evans in left field, option one of Kai Tom or Ben Gamble, and then move forward and see how it treats you. And if we're looking into some things as well, uh, going into this series, if Evans does play, maybe he come can bounce back, which would be a good thing. I mean, he was honestly, some people thought if he would have been able to keep up the pace that he had at the beginning of the year, he would have been able to be in the rookie of the year conversation, which I believe um, Key Brian Hayes has a big potential to win rookie of the month in the month of June, which that's going to be really fun to see. And also, if Evans does come back and hit the baseball well, I think you just kind of have to stick with him in the outfield at that point. You need anything you can with the offense right now. There's just nothing against it. Like, I mean, there's nothing you can really say about it. You have to have the offense do well. And if the offense wants to do well, they they have the potential to do that now with guys like Key Brian Hayes and Moran coming back. If you want to bet, by the way, on the game tonight, the Dodgers are negative one and a half run line favorites and negative 191 money line favorites on betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is, of course, the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network. For all of your sports betting needs, they have baseball, the NBA and NHL playoffs, MMA, football, boxing, golf, horse racing, reality TV. Uh, They have award shows, everything. You can go on BetOnline.ag almost every day and find something to bet on as long as you're betting responsibly, of course. And when you go to that website, BetOnline.ag, and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% deposit bonus, meaning however much money you put into your account, they'll match up to 50% with your account to get you started on some sports betting and win you some money. And, of course, as I mentioned before, bet responsibly. Alrighty, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates here on the final segment of today's episode on June 8th. And meanwhile, while in the last segment I was talking about Philip Evans, uh, he is actually being activated for tonight's game, which is some phenomenal news. Mitch Keller is also being activated, so Mitch Keller and both Philip Evans will be back uh, in the lineup tonight. Of course, Mitch Keller will not be pitching. But that also brings us to our position player and pitcher of the week for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And we're going to start, obviously, with the hitter. This one was actually kind of tough, but I do have to give it to Key Brian Hayes here. I don't think that's really a shocker. Uh, Of course, Key Brian Hayes came back. And if we go over, and I'm going to go matchup by matchup here, um, or actually, let me see here. I'll try to find a way to just make this a little easier on myself. Um, of course, right now on the season, Hayes, 348 average, two home runs, five RBIs, and a over 1,000 OPS. And over the last seven days, I mean, you look at Hayes in the past week, 18 at-bats, seven hits, three RBIs, one home run, one triple, one double. And one thing he's also done very well that it doesn't show up in a lot of box scores is he's just so good defensively. I mean, you look at some of the plays he had in that Miami Marlins series. That I mean, the one diving stop that he had that pretty much saved a couple of runs. Um, I mean, he's just amazing. Like, I mean, you have to look at 
the just the pure impact that he's had on the Pittsburgh Pirates just in these couple games has been absolutely phenomenal. And right now, if you also uh, look at Hayes, right now he would be the seventh highest for any MLB player in OPS through his first 28 career games with a 1.185. He currently ranks ninth right now. Um, or yeah, he ranks around that area of nine, but that's phenomenal. You can't really get mad at that. And also um, another one for Key Brian Hayes as well is he just he stops runs from being scored. Um, of course, Adam Frazier in terms of the hitting department, you had to consider him for player of the week as well considering he did play the full week. Hayes didn't come back until Thursday. I just chose with Hayes though just because I mean – the impact that he had was just unmatched in terms of being a full position player with defense and offense. And the one thing that I love about what Key Brian Hayes does is you look at that center field home run that he had, and the thing was he talks about it after the fact, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've been trying to work on hitting the ball towards center field a lot more. We didn't expect him, though, to literally hit the ball out of the ballpark when he says he's working on it. I'm thankful for it as well because, I mean, one thing that Gary brought up, especially with his swing, he flicks his wrists like it's no issue and hits the ball wherever. He hits it off the Clemente wall. He hits it into the left field gap. He hits it wherever, and it's good to see that, one, because his main injury that kept him out here was the wrist, and two, a lot of people didn't expect him to hit like this when he came up to the majors. He was a purely defensive like guru as a third baseman. And now, look at him. He's hitting, like, ridiculous. Does he maintain this? Of course not. There's no way he's going to maintain this over an entire summer and going into, like, September and October. If he did, there's no way he doesn't win Rookie of the Year. Hell, he's in the MVP conversation if he continues this pace. But enough about Hayes. Pitcher-wise, this one was a little tough. Just because sometimes I do want to, like, throw, like, basically... Starting, um, starting pitchers in this mold. But one guy that I'm going to highlight here is Sam Howard. Um, he's inherited 15 runners on the season, if I'm getting my statistics correctly, and he's stranded all of them. Now, I know this is a player of the week thing, but Sam Howard, is just, I have to give him credit here. I love talking about relief pitching, like very good relief pitching. Also, Sam Howard, hitters are 0-20 with runners in scoring position against him. And lefties are 0 for their last 22 against them. So what does that tell me? Sam Howard's a ridiculous reliever. Like, really good. Really good reliever. You heard all those stats. They're just stats. But one thing that he does well is he has one good pitch that he does with well. And the thing is, too, is another guy I was almost going to give this to is I might do a 1A, 1B, is Kyle Crick. Two days ago, uh, especially going on with all this sticky substance stuff, I mean, you saw two just really ridiculous Kyle Crick sliders. I mean, they literally started in the middle of the plate. And, I mean, they almost hit um, the batter he was facing. I believe it was Corey Dickerson. But, I mean, literally, you just saw, like, the slider. And if he can get that thing rolling like that every time he goes on the mound, Kyle Crick's going to be unhittable. And Sam Howard, Kyle Crick, Chris Stratton. I mean, honestly, give the entire, like, pitcher of the week to the bullpen. The bullpen has just been so good for the Pirates this year, and they found some legitimate gems in that bullpen that are going to be mainstays for a good while or even be trade pieces towards future players that could be mainstays down the line. 
who would be your position player and pitcher of the week, let me know on Twitter at LockedOnPirates. Of course, you can follow me as well on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan. I hope you all have a phenomenal Tuesday. Enjoy the game tonight as Brubaker and Bueller go at it at PNC Park at 7.05 Eastern Time. I will see you on the flip side tomorrow to recap that game and talk about everything going on in the Pittsburgh Pirates and enjoy the rest of your day.